Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. What we pulling up, my nigga, let me know. And if the haters hate, we finna let him go. Pull up, pop out, two-step, hit the torpedo. When we do our thing, homie, don't let your shorty go. Everywhere we go, we do the stupid dance. I've been doing this since Soldier Boy taught y'all the Superman. Always showing love, we play the stupid jams. Hit you with them shots and got the kind of aim that keep it has. We ain't never scared, we don't play about it. Keep the party going, give a damn what they say about it. Gotta keep it simple, this for everybody. Ladies and the homies, it's a function, we don't care about it. Welcome to Royal Rebounds TV with Calvin and Barry. Just two crazy fans of the Sacramento Kings and they sharing their opinion. So be sure that you subscribe. It's for the fans, by the fans. Whether you chilling on the couch or wilding in the stands. For laid back conversations about the Kings, subscribe here. Staying down until we come up thinking this gonna be our year. We're here drinking beer, talking about the Kings. Be sure you subscribe so you can hear that bell ring. Yeah. What's up, Kings fans? Welcome back to Royal Rebounds, the Sacramento Kings YouTube channel for fans by fans. Unfortunately, the Kings lose tonight to the Dallas Mavericks, 123-119. The Kings were on their quest for the 49th win of the season. Didn't quite do it today. Uh, all the stars played tonight. Kyrie was making shots, uh, <laughs> crazy shots. Luca was making shots tonight. Another triple-double for Domas Sabonis, but Kings lose. But, hey, more importantly, we're here. We're live. Uh, we got two games left to finish the regular season for the Sacramento Kings. And, Calvin, they pretty much have the third seed locked up. So I'm still feeling good. How are you feeling? I'm feeling good. I'm laughing right now. Thanks to Mike. Yeah. Shout-out to the original gangster, Coach G. Yeah. That is uh, – Davis High's basketball coach. Shout out to Mike. And shout out to Mike. And shout out to Kyrie Irving. You must have been watching the show yesterday. See, I didn't play basketball in high school with you guys, so Coach G was not my coach, but he was my math teacher. He was my math teacher as well. Yeah, so shout out to Coach G. Uh, another person that said, you. it's not like you're going to carry around a calculator in your pocket all year long or all day long. And Well, he was, yeah. wrong. He was wrong about <laughs> math. He was wrong about basketball a lot too, so... <laughs> A for effort, dude. Shout out to Coach G for trying hard out there. But, hey, shout out to all my royal family out there. Mike is here. Uh, good to see you all. Don't forget to smash up that like button. Hit that subscribe button. And let's dive. Let's dive here into the game tonight. Calvin, give me your first thoughts. Well, my first thoughts are this is exactly why people put up with Kyrie Irving because of nights yeah. like tonight. Yeah. I mean, the dude is – an incredibly talented basketball player, and when he's in that zone, you know, even the most clutch player in the NBA can't do much about it because, yeah. I, I mean, there, there's a lot of stuff that the Kings could have done better. They didn't defend the perimeter well at all today. Uh, but this is the recipe for how the Mavericks are going to beat you. They they have to outscore you. They're not going to get enough stops. I mean, Sacramento was scoring pretty much at will throughout this whole game. Um, but if Kyrie and Luca play up to their best ability, and the, the other key is other guys have to hit three-point shots. That's how the Mavericks beat you, and that's exactly what they did today. Yeah, yeah. 
Kyrie Irving, 31 points tonight, 29 for Luka, 10 rebounds, 6 assists. Great performance by them. Shout out to Christian and Patrick for joining in here. Good to see you guys. Calvin, I'm so mixed on this Dallas Mavericks team. Obviously, they're on the outside looking in right now, trying to make the playoffs. This game was more important for them than it was for the Kings, right? We oh, by the a Kings landslide. are trying to get for, to 50 wins, and they still have two chances left to do it. Um, but Dallas really needed this game. They really, really needed this game. Dallas needs every game. And they got it tonight. Um, they're currently 38-42. and 42. Pretty crazy to think that they could make the playoffs potentially two games under 500. We've seen that a few times in the past. But give me your Thank thoughts. Thank you, playing tournament. Yeah, right. Give me your <laughs> thoughts on Dallas. Like, like, where are you at with Dallas? I, I'm in the same boat as I've been with them. Again, they have to play pretty much perfectly offensively in order to win against good teams. Yep. And they did pretty much do that tonight. I mean, the types of shots that they were hitting, don't get me wrong, there were a lot of wide-open shots given up in this game too. But if Luka and Kyrie are going to be that efficient all over the floor, make big shots, and then the key is the other guys, right? Because once the two of them start hitting a bunch of shots, obviously every all 10 eyes on defense are locked into these guys hardcore. So you end up giving up a lot of wide open looks for guys like Tim Hardaway Jr. and, and Beach or uh, I almost said Beedrins. Um <laughs> Maxi Kleber yep, yep. Uh, and Josh Green. I know, right? Time. <laughs> a long time. Mr. Tan Man. Uh, and so if those guys are going to step up and hit shots, they, that's how they win. Uh, I mean, Hardaway, five of eight from three. Uh, Christian Wood, three of seven. Josh Green, two for three. Like, that's yeah. – it's hard to beat a team when they sh- they hit 23s in a game. It, it doesn't matter how good you are defensively. If they're going to hit big-time shot after big-time shot like that, you know, Kyrie Irving hit a couple shots today that you just have to shake your head and go, fuck, man. Good like, game. I, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like that turnaround shot he hit over Davion in the oh, post. Oh, man. Davion played absolutely perfect defense yeah. on that one. You just – good shot. For me, it was the rainbow <laughs> in the corner. That one, too. I, I like, mean – Oh, man. Oh, man. I mean, looking at the stats here tonight, Dallas shot better from three than the King shot from the field. Yeah. You're not going to win a lot of games like that. 45% from Dallas from three, 43% for the Kings from the field. Let's dive here into the box score. I'm going to go through this real quick. Uh, Domas Sabonis, 19 points, 11 rebounds, 11 assists, another triple-double for him, 16 for HB, 11 for Keegan Murray, two more threes added on to his record. I believe he's at, what, 203 now? Uh, That is correct. Yeah, 201 plus two. Uh, seems like 203, so I'm going to go with 203. Uh, I believe Fox. him and Herter actually have the exact same number. Wow, that's of crazy. threes made this year. That's crazy. He made two as well tonight, yeah. Kevin Herter. 14 yeah. points for him, six rebounds, three assists, 28 for De'Aaron Fox. Calvin, De'Aaron leads the team in scoring. They lose. Uh, <laughs> five rebounds, eight assists. Not a lot of guys played. I mean, we had five guys off the bench tonight, but this was not like last <clears throat> night's game where we saw a no. ton of guys get minutes. Of course, it was close towards the end there, so they were definitely fighting for this one. Eight points for Trey Laos, two for Alex Len. Continue to see Alex Len get minutes. 13 more for him tonight. Eight points for Davion Mitchell, and 13 for my guy Malik Monk, five of 15 from the field, two of six from three-point range. Shout-out to Derek. Shout-out to Jeff the Lefty. Uh... Patrick says he loves what he's seeing from Len Calvin. What do you think about that? Len has given them really good minutes. I think, again, you, you have to keep 
things in context, right? So you, you got to look at the teams that he's played against. Two games against Portland, one against San Antonio. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Pelicans are a, a playoff team, or at least right now a play-in team. Yep. Um, and, and then this Dallas team is very, very up and down. So I'm not trying to, to take anything away from him, uh, but I do think that a lot of what you're going to see from him in the postseason is matchup dependent. Yep. Uh, and, you know, we'll see how it looks against the best teams in the conference, right? Because so far, it, the most of the action he's gotten is against teams that are out of it and are not playing really a big lineup. Yeah. I mean, for me, honestly, like you hit it right on the head. Dallas just shot incredibly well in this game. The Kings almost rebound, out-rebounded Dallas by almost 20 in this game. It, there are a lot of numbers yeah. you look at. We can talk about the team stats in a second here, but it's wild. Sacramento should be disappointed that they lost this yeah. game for, Only nine for the turnovers. numbers that they put up today. Yeah, Nine turnovers yeah. for the Kings tonight. Uh, but, yeah, they just didn't shoot well from the field. Um, and below, I mean, well, they were below 35% from three-point range, which is not good yes. for the Kings, yeah. a team that normally that, shoots. That was the biggest difference in this game. Uh, but, yeah, sure. it's uh, quite unfortunate for the Kings, but it's okay. We're going to push through it. We're going to move forward. Um, like I said, we're locked in at the three seed. We're the Pacific there's Division still, champs. There's still a chance, thanks to the Grizzlies losing today, for yeah. the two seed. It, I mean, it's still alive. Yeah, you mentioned the loss today to the Grizzlies. Uh, would have been a nice, nice mm-hmm. opportunity for the Kings to uh, move a little bit closer, gain some ground, but it's you know. okay. Uh, I know the Grizzlies' last two games are on the road. Uh, and they're against tough teams. Yeah, they're tough teams. I mean, the Kings aren't – is not a cakewalk either, right? No. However, no, it's not. if Den- the Kings Denver's can win on Friday – sealed for uh, home court, though. Yeah. So. If the Kings can win on Friday, and, and this is the Golden State Warriors, this is at home for the Kings – the Warriors have been a horrible road team. They Are have. Are they the worst road team in the NBA, something like that? Uh, no, I don't think <laughs> quite, but pretty close. Pretty, pretty close. close. <laughs> um, but if the Kings can get that win, I mean, maybe Denver sits all their people on Sunday. It's very possible. Uh, we know that Mike Brown has a uh, little skin in the game for Friday's game, right? He's going to want to show up against his old team, the Golden yep. State Warriors. So yep. I think the Kings are going to be a full force on Friday. I really do. We'll, we'll see. It's it's very interesting these last two games here, uh, what the Kings decide to do and and if they try choose to get some guys yep much deserved rest because Bouncer made it tonight. Welcome, welcome. Bouncer is here, uh, and we also have here in the chat Calvin's haircut. Hopefully, you guys are voting on this. Nobody wants Man, the skullet. Nobody's voting. You for guys the don't even know what a purple beam haircut is. Yeah. You're just voting for it because it's purple beam. Yeah, exactly. I, I love it. I threw that one in there. A little little curveball threw it in there. I, I like it. Uh, maybe we'll do the purple beam, but don't forget to vote in the chat. Also, hit that like button, hit that subscribe button, and tell all your favorite Kings fans uh, that we come on here live after every game. And say a bunch of stupid stuff so uh jeff says don't cut it i wish i could jeff but i'm a man yeah. of my word and uh christian i am enjoying my last days i washed my hair last night it'll be the last time i wash it okay uh not forever obviously but as <laughs> long hair i think the <laughs> only way that you could potentially not cut your hair is if uh it's up to Derek, right the bet was. Oh, Derek. Derek's not going to do that. So Derek would have to uh, have a come to Jesus moment, I guess, with your <laughs> hair. 
I against guess. Jesus. I don't know. I think other people are too psyched about it at this point. So yeah, we're cutting that. We're cutting that mf'er off. But back to the game tonight, Calvin. An interesting thing for me, and and I only got to catch the fourth quarter of this game because I was busy uh, making mojitos today. And Cal, I got to make a Virgin Miami Vice today. Oh, those are always fun. Yeah, yeah. I heard the server. Derek's thinking. I heard man. the server saying, "No, we can't do that. We don't have two blenders." And I was like, I was about to leave, and I was like. It's okay. I'll make it for you. Oh, and wow. Dave's feeling good today. The ticket came in. My relief bartender came in. I'm like, you're jumping <laughs> in the well, right? <laughs> I give him the ticket. And That's he's like, messed what is up. this? No, I made it. It was all good. Um, I didn't know it was going to be a virgin. Though. Oh, that, wow. Derek says really, I don't have to cut it. Really, really unfortunate. Derek, Derek, you better delete that or bounce or delete <laughs> that message. Get that thing out of here. But back to the game tonight. I appreciate that, man. Thank you. Thank back you. to the game tonight, Calvin. Appreciate the thought. Um, I think the the main thing with, with Dallas right now, right, is we've talked about they gave up too much for Kyrie, right? They gave up their defense. I, I mean, not that they had much defense, but they gave up their best defender and a couple other pieces for a guy that apparently wants to test free agency yeah. <laughs> in, a, in maybe a couple days yeah, if right. they don't make it to the playoffs. <laughs> um, but I think we're all talking about the chemistry between Luka Kyrie, obviously Kyrie scored more points tonight than Luka and was looking like the man uh, at the end of the game making shots. Luka was missing shots. I was watching both of these guys, and I didn't see a single moment of the game that I watched where Luka passed the ball to Kyrie or Kyrie passed the ball to Luka. I thought it was pretty weird. I saw Kyrie hit a big three to, I think, bring him up by a five or seven or something like that. They're walking off the court. Everybody's high-fiving him. Luca walk, walks the opposite direction. Does not high-five him. Goes and sits down. Um, I mean, what are your thoughts here regarding these guys? Because these are the two franchise players right now. Yeah. Um, well, look, I mean, they're both... My thoughts on them are they're, they're both divas in their own way. I mean, Luca is, is maybe one of the worst all time when it comes to complaining on the court... You know, it's very he visible, been right? From this game, like, yeah, I know a lot of people have been talking very, very much uh, a lot about the officiating in this game. Yeah, it, it just looks worse when you play a team like this because they're so demonstrative in their in how they complain and and how much they they get into the refs. You know, they're by the, the way, Ma- Mike Brown said in his post game press conference today that yeah. he complained too much to the officials. That Mike Brown did. Yes. Oh wow. So, I mean, that's the difference, right? Got to love accountability. Got to love accountability. Yeah. Uh, Kyrie is not really so much that way on the court, but we all know there's all this stuff that comes with him. You know, he can decide some crazy thing at any moment and possibly throw team chemistry into the mix or, or, you know, into flux. And uh, you just never know what you're going to get with him at any moment. So uh, these guys are... They're very similar types of players, right? Like, they love to have the ball in their hand. They're really, really great isolation players, one-on-one players. They're big-time shot takers and makers. So it it doesn't surprise me to see in the fourth quarter when one of them has the ball, the other one basically takes the possession off. Because Seriously, it's like that, that is what's going on. It's like, on okay, here. you have the ball. You're going to go now. You're going to do your thing. You're going to yep. shoot, or you're going to – get a double team and you'll kick it to somebody not named me because they're not d- leaving me to double. Yeah. 
it's going to be Tim Hardaway or it's going to be Josh Green, and hopefully that guy makes the shot. And then the next time down the court, so maybe weird. I'll get the ball, it's and then so I'll weird. go for it. It's so weird. So it's just a really weird dynamic because the two of them kind of go about how they operate very similarly. I, I mean, I think Luca is more a little bit more of a volume shooter than Kyrie is, but the two of them have that switch to where all of a sudden, if they're on, yeah. It's over. Uh, yeah. I mean, there's nothing you can do. And Luca was a little bit like that in the first half. Kyrie was absolutely that way in the second half. 25 yeah. of his 31 Crazy. in the second half. 19 in the fourth quarter. Uh, he was absolutely he was unstoppable. He must have watched yesterday's podcast. He must have. Yeah. yeah. He must have. It's so weird. I mean, <laughs> the funny thing is, like, I've been talking about all year long how this Kings team looks like a team, not a collection of players. The chemistry has been so, so good. I mean, with Dallas, I see the complete opposite, Calvin. This does not look like a team. It looks like two players, uh, like you said, they take turns, Yeah. which I guess is nice that they take turns with each other, um, but it, it just doesn't seem like a team at all. It really doesn't. All. It really doesn't. It's weird. I mean, but that's kind of been the way Dallas has been ever since they drafted Luka, right? Yep. I, I mean, they went through the experiment with – we're not going to get a big-time all-star, superstar-level player around him. We're just going to put role players around him and see how it goes because we think he's that good. And, I mean, to their credit, he did lead them to the Western Conference Finals. Um, but th they're so used to playing that style where it's so slow. There's not really not that much movement off the ball. It's kind of everybody sits around and waits to see what Luka does. And Kyrie can play that style as well. So... You know, when they are, are on like they are today and they hit big-time shots, contested shots, yeah. they're tough to beat because they'll score, even though they're going to give up a lot of points. But, you know, if they were to get into the playoffs, the, the idea that that style or that system could actually outlast for a seven-game series, I don't buy that at all. Yeah, not at all. They're not going anywhere. Shout-out to Tito and for Ninja for joining in here. Um I guess, Cal, the real question is, and, and I asked you this a little bit earlier because Mike was curious, but does Dallas make the playoffs? I mean, they have two games left. Now, they're easy games. They're against Chicago. They're against San Antonio. The Bulls have been playing a little bit better as of yeah, late. Yeah, but, I mean, what do the Bulls have to lose? <laughs> they're in the playing tournament. Yeah, they're locked in already. Like, they're not moving up. They're not That's gonna, true. They're not going to pass Toronto. That's true. So it's like, what, what's, what's the point of them really playing hard? And, you know, San Antonio's locked in with Houston uh, with 20 wins. Yes. San Antonio wants to lose that game. So if, if Dallas <laughs> They didn't want to lose to the Kings the other day. That's true. <laughs> but if Dallas goes 2-0 and in these last two games, that puts them at 40-42. and 42, uh, And I guess that puts the ball in the court of the Oklahoma City Thunder. Yeah. I, I don't know exactly what OKC's schedule is, but I know that they get, um, I want to say it's the Lakers. The Jazz tomorrow. The Grizzlies. And then the Grizzlies, Grizzlies on that's Sunday. Right. So they don't have an easy that that easy of a schedule, but it, that's interesting. Well, fast forward here, and sorry, guys, that, oh, the Lakers just lost. That's good news. Um, sorry, guys, for, for talking about the Mavericks for so long, but I just, you know, I want to touch in on this, Calvin. Let's say they make they make the playoffs, right? The I don't playoffs think or the play-in tournament. Okay, whatever, whatever, <laughs> dude. They lose or they make it. They're not winning anything, right? They're not going to make it past the first round, even if they make it. Whatever. Let's talk about the off season. <laughs> 
Kyrie Irving is a free agent. He said he wants to test the market, all this stuff. Now, you're Dallas. You gave up a bunch for this guy, right? Yeah. Is there, and Mike's going to hate me for this, is there ever, like, can you see a picture where Dallas picks Kyrie over Luka Doncic? And the reason, hold on, hold on. The reason I ask this question is maybe you could work out a sign-in trade to send Kyrie to the Lakers or somewhere else, but for the most part, you're not really going to get anything for Kyrie Irving. Right, he's either going to leave. Maybe you could sign and trade him, but for the most part, you're you're going to lose value. Now, Luca's locked up long term. He's he's somebody you could actually get something for in a trade. So, if Kyrie decides I want to be in Dallas, this is my team. The Dallas Mavericks could be better off signing Kyrie to a four year deal and trading Luka Doncic for more pieces. If if those guys decide that they can't coexist, um, I, I like the idea that you tried to give there, but there's no chance in hell. Look, the two. There's only two reasons I'm going to say. Number one, Kyrie has already said he wants to test free agency. Yeah. So why do what reason do you have to think that he wants to be in? But Dallas? what if he resigns with Dallas? If that's the case, then why test free agency? If I you want to be in Dallas, sign with Dallas. Why test things? <laughs> But number two, and the more important reason is, yep. Mark Cuban said he will get divorced from his wife before he loses Luka Doncic okay. on, on the maps. There is no chance in hell they trade Luka Doncic. So you, in your mind, uh, Luka Doncic... Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress. Instead of perfection, you don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. Walks. Or I mean, sorry. Kyrie sorry. <laughs> Irving walks. In free agency, Luka Doncic stays, Mavs have nothing, they suck again. I mean, are they really that worse, though? Like, they had a better record before they traded for Kyrie. Yeah, but they traded guys. They gave up those guys. They'll sign guys in the offseason. They'll sign three and maybe three and D, whatever they can get, and they'll have the same exact team around Luka that they had before they got Kyrie. I got to look this up here because who does Dallas even have on their payroll? So Kyrie Irving's $38 million expiring contract, $38.9 million. You got Luka locked up for four more years after this. Tim Hardaway Jr. is two more years locked up. Uh, oh, damn, they still got Davis Bertons. Does that guy even yeah, play? Not really. <laughs> wow. They owe him $17 million next year. I think it's partially guaranteed in $16 million the year after that. Oh, no, sorry. Next year is guaranteed at 17. 
The year after that is partially guaranteed at $16 million. Christian Wood's going to walk at the end of the year, potentially. Dwight Powell is done. You got Reggie Bullock. They'll probably re-sign Powell, I would think. This team doesn't have much, dude. They, they don't have much at all. I mean, I'm looking at youngsters. Well, uh, no, of course they don't have much. We're talking about a team that's on the basically on the verge of not making the play-in tournament. What do you think about Josh Green <laughs> and Jaden Hardy? Honestly, I like Jaden Hardy a lot. Uh, I think the the Kings, as sad as it sounds, they might regret yeah. moving him on draft day. I think he's going to be a really good player. These are the only young players on this squad, Calvin. I mean, outside of Luka Doncic, Kyrie's 31, Tim Hardaway Jr.'s 31, Bertans is 30, Christian Wood's 27, he's leaving, Dwight Powell's 31, Reggie Bullock's 32, Kleber's 31, JaVel McGee's on the roster, he's 35. It's like they got – what are their draft picks they, do they have? They have a lot of work to do this offseason. Yeah, there's there's no secret about it. So if you're if you're the if you're the the GM, who's the GM of the Dallas Mavericks right now? Oh, you know uh, Mike. I, I don't know actually. I don't know either. He because that's no. Do I know who made the trade? I don't know. It's like one of the only teams I don't really know the name of the job. I'm, I'm not really sure. Yeah, interesting. Um, but yeah, I mean, y- you basically got to hit a home run here, signing a big name free agent. Look, uh, they're they're desperate. They were desperate at the trade deadline. That's why they made the move for Luke for Kyrie. Mm-hmm. And they're going to be desperate this off season as well. They were desperate today because they're trying yeah. to make the play-in tournament. Like, you, that's just how they – Nico, Nico Harrison. Harrison. There you no. go. Do you – do you think that – hmm, D'Angelo Russell would fit better next to Luka than Kyrie? No. I, I think somebody like Mike Conley would fit better next to Because I'm just thinking if, if – You, you want to pass first – yeah, point guard. but if Kyrie wants to go to L.A., the only way they can really salvage that situation is getting D'Angelo Russell, or, right? Or you just play a huge lineup. Like, for Luka's the point guard. Forget about having another point guard out there. Okay. So just go big. JaVale McGee. No, no, just a bunch of, like, you know, six, seven, six, eight wings. Mm. Yeah, they're... They won today, Calvin. They they won the the battle, but they're losing the war, dude. They they're not looking good. It's going to be an interesting offseason for the Dallas Mavericks. It's a very very interesting one. Maybe Mark Cuban can figure out how to do some insider trading or something in the NBA and get them some pieces cuz it's not looking good for Dallas at all. I sound more aggressive. That's interesting. All right, Calvin. He had a beer. One I did Modelo. Have, did have one Modelo. He's so. aggressive. He's yeah. starting fights at the bar. I'm ready. Um, all right. Anything else you want to talk about this game tonight? No. I, I mean, again, I think the Kings are should be disappointed. Yeah. All five starters and double figures. 22 offensive rebounds in this mm. game, which I don't actually know for sure, but I'm willing to bet a lot of money that that's a season high. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry, Mike. I'm just pissed. But, no, they were t- – Plus 22 points in the paint, I think. Um, had almost 60 rebounds total in this game. Mike, you like talk about Kyrie assists. Irving, Calvin gets heated, bro. I do get heated <laughs> when we talk about Kyrie Irving. But that, I think that's the main underlying you know, part of this game. Yes, you got to give credit to the Mavericks. They made big shots in the, fourth, or in the third and fourth quarter, really. The third quarter was what did the Kings in yeah. in this game. They only scored 21 points. But 
um, you know, when you put up those types of numbers and you dominate in those areas, like points in the paint, mm-hmm. second chance points, rebounds, offensive rebounds, you should win the game. You and should. you scored 119 points you total. Should. You should. You should win but the hey, game. There are those nights where other teams just can't miss a shot. Yeah. And, and that's, that's when you have those crazy stats, you know, when there's just those nights where it just, there's nothing you can do about it. They yeah. just make shots and just, that's how it goes. Do the basketball guys one in the maps to win the game tonight? Anyways, I got an awesome, awesome video I want you guys to hear. So we're gonna go over to the press room here and uh, we're gonna listen in. So uh, now everybody can be aggressive, just like me after yeah, watching. Let's this. hear your thoughts on this video. Everyone. JJ, since you tweeted, I'll start with you. What's your reaction? Th- this is some form of malpractice practice on the king's part this is some form of of malpractice i'm so proud of you so richard does this trade put the kings in any sort of playoff contention in the west (laughs) no god no so so jj who won this trade (laughs) oh the pace the pacers clearly won this trade the pacers clearly won this trade keegan murray because he's going to be on a playoff team the kings are going in the streak all right. Have the best record of all them rookies. <laughs> so Keegan, were, Keegan Murray is going to be your rookie of the year. Because Perk? Of the, record. The, the, the playoffs where? <laughs> Floating around that area of being in the play-in tournament? Yes, probably so. But making the playoffs in the Western Conference Finals? Yeah. I, I mean, in the Western Conference, I definitely can't see that. So, so, I can't see that no way, no how. But because their streak is so long, oh. no active <laughs> NBA player has ever, ever face the Kings in the playoffs. Ever, 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 Perk. And you know who else has something to prove? Hmm. Mike Brown. Yes. Because Mike Brown last coaching days as a head coach, he wasn't just that great. And when he filled in for Steve Kerr in this post, this last season, in the postseason, he wasn't great either. I'm just looking at the Western Conference, and I'm just not sold on the duo of Sabonis and De'Aaron Fox. And the ball movement, the player movement, them passing up good shots to get great shots, that's a reflection of what? That's a reflection of the coach, okay? When you talk about Mike Brown, let's give him some props. That's the foundation right there. So I like the direction that the Kings are moving in right now, and I love what Mike Brown is doing as the head coach of the uh, Sacramento Kings. Well, Calvin, that is the official receipts, Sacramento receipts video. Uh, you can check it up on YouTube. Just type in the official Sacramento Kings receipts video. It's by NBA Clips. Check it out. It's like two minutes long. Calvin, um, Perkins doesn't look good in this video at all. Well, look, I, I mean, no, he doesn't. But that's these guys get paid to make uh, predictions and opinions Way early in the season, too early, you know, before the season has even started yet. Uh, I, I just think that this is not the first time that somebody has been wrong about a team. It's not the last time someone will be wrong about a team. And it's nice that they actually corrected their statements. You know, J.J. Redick apologized on his podcast or whatever to Kings fans. and Malpractice is... Uh, that, that was tough. But, yeah. I mean, that's it's TV, guys. Like, they have to say things like that because it's, it's uh, you know eye-popping and, and gets everybody's economy. attention. And yep. Yeah, so um, they were wrong, luckily, for yeah, us. Just like you. Just like me. 
Just I was like wrong me. as well. I mean, I thought they were going to make the playoffs, but I didn't think they were going to be this good. I said they should have a really good shot at making the playoffs as well. But. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, the Kings, like you were saying in the last podcast, have a ton of bulletin board material oh, for the yeah, playoffs. Oh, it's, yeah, it's endless. Um, you know, I, I think the Kings have all the talent they need um, to, to make some – Make some waves here. I'm not saying they're winning the NBA title, or maybe I am. The Kings are winning the NBA title this season. Uh, just kidding. Um, but, no, they have a lot of talent to do some damage here in the playoffs. They have an experienced head coach. There's a couple guys on this team with rings. And uh, for the most part, like, they have the motivation. The fans are behind them. They haven't been good in a really, really long time. You know, De'Aaron Fox has been dying to play in meaningful basketball games for six years now. And then you have all this material like this. It's like <laughs> I'm seeing a good setup here for the Kings to maybe make a little bit of a run here. Yeah, I think so. I mean, look, they should have, no matter who they play, they, they can beat anybody, right? The, the question is how much damage can they do, you know, in seven-game series over and over and over again when the competition is probably going to get tougher every single time. Mm-hmm. Um, there is nothing to me that says that the Kings don't have what it takes to win in the postseason. However, it is very, very, very common to see teams have to learn what it's like to battle through not just one seven-game series, but one right after that and another mm-hmm. one after that. You know, it typically takes teams time to figure out how to win in the playoffs. It doesn't happen magically overnight like that. If it did, it, you know, it would be an amazing thing, and we would all have a great time watching it. Um, but you go back to the greatest teams and the greatest players that ever lived and played, generally speaking, it took them a couple of years before they figured it out what the ingredients were, what the recipe was, how to take care of yourself all season long so that you're ready for the deep postseason run. Yep. The list goes on and on and on. Uh, so I, I think that the Kings are going to have a major learning experience and learning curve here, not maybe just to get through the first round, but what it takes after that. Yeah, I could see that. I, I feel like in basketball, because there's so many games, right, you're playing all these seven-game series, a lot of things average out, right, in terms of, like, good teams rise to the top, the bad teams fall to the bottom, versus something like football, right? The NFL, it's like a team can just go on a little bit of a winning streak, and bam, they're in the Super Bowl, you know, like... One-game season every time. Exactly. Um, However, you know, you look at the bubble, Phoenix Suns, what, did they go 8-0 in the bubble? They did didn't make the playoffs they go to the finals the very next year true so we've seen it happen before in the past where teams have had tremendous turnarounds and i mean i would argue that the kings have already had a tremendous turnaround this season not even without a doubt anything in the postseason Um, but i'm feeling pretty positive I, i do think it comes up to you know what this first round matchup looks like for the kings and honestly you know i i think it's all about how the kings really start the series if they have home court advantage, you got to win at least one of those first two games. Hopefully you both. have to, Hopefully yes. both. Yes. But if the Kings stumble out of the gate on the first game, um, they're going to be playing from behind, which we've seen them do multiple times this season, and they do not play well from behind. True. Very true. So uh, I, I'm really, really hoping they can capitalize on the first game. It, Dude, people have been calling it G1C now, or G – 
G1C. G1C, yeah. Golden One Center. You like G1C better? It's easier to say. Yeah. Uh, a I lot heard, easier to type. Yeah, yeah that's <laughs> true. Uh, but, yeah, the Kings have to do well in their first game in G1C. I don't say that very often. I normally say Golden One. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got to get used to that G1C. Um, but they need to come firing out of the gates. Of course, the crowd is going to be there. Uh, dude, that first game, that first playoff game is going to be fucking It's going to be one for the ages. It's going to be incredible, Calvin. Yeah. Um, you think it's going to be on the 15th or 16th? I really don't know. I mean, I think they're going to wait to see what all the the matchups are first before they, I guess they have to make the schedule before the play-in tournament starts. I'm not really sure how it works, but. I'm trying to look up what last year's schedule looked like. Like, who played on the very first day of the playoffs last year? Do you know? I don't remember exactly which which teams it was. I mean, look, there's so many games, you know, once in the first round. It, yeah. TNT used to do that 40 games and 40 nights when the playoffs first started. It's it's a lot. It really is. Yeah, Mike, um, they definitely have to have – or they, they have home court advantage in the first round. It's it's already sealed. Yeah, they got to do – they got to do something big here. Shout out to Bench Matthew for joining in here. Good to see you. Um yeah, I'm feeling pretty good about the playoffs. But, yeah, I mean, that could change in an instant. If they lose the first game in G1C, I might be like, eh, I didn't really like what I saw or the energy. You know, this Kings team needs to be ready to fire on all cylinders. They really do. Um, but I've seen a lot of positives this year. I've seen a lot of things I really, really like. They just need to they need to do it in the playoffs, which is a much different form of basketball. It sure is. And, I mean, the three most likely teams – that the Kings will play in that first round series. You're talking about guys who not only have a tremendous amount of playoff experience, Mm -hmm. but a tremendous amount of playoff success. Uh, I mean, Steph and the Warriors have four rings. LeBron went to the NBA finals, 10 straight seasons also has four rings. Kawhi is the only guy in NBA history, I think to win finals MVP as both a member of the Western and Eastern conference. It's going to be a tall task for sure. Yeah, it looks like the Clippers leapfrogged the Warriors again here since they beat the Lakers tonight. So currently the Kings are facing the Golden State Warriors in the first round of the playoffs, and they face them on Friday night. Calvin, give me your thoughts on Friday night's game at G1C. (laughs) Well, it's a really interesting game, right? Because now that the Kings lost today, as I said, they're still in contention for that second seed thanks to Memphis losing but it becomes a big question now with two games left. You're still two games behind Memphis. We know the Warriors are going to be coming at full force, right, because they can't afford any losses to slip into that play-in tournament. Um, but if you are the Kings, you know, you have these questions to ask yourself and to answer. Do you try to give anybody rest? Do you try to think that maybe we will play the Warriors in the first round, so let's rest our guys and not show them you know, everything that we've got and all this stuff, give them the, the idea that they can walk all over us or whatever the case may be. Um, it, it's it's going to be very interesting to see what they do. Yeah. I don't think the Kings are going to take their foot off the gas pedal. I think Mike Brown is just going to say, let's win every game. Uh, maybe if there's a blowout or something like that, he rests some guys. But I honestly think that, you know, 
the season ends on the ninth. You don't play until the fifteenth or the sixteenth. That that's your rest right there. That's true. I, I just think that when you look at this team specifically, the starting five has played the most minutes out of any starting five in the NBA this season. Yep. Sabonis has played with a broken thumb for most of the year. Um, Fox is, you know, the the clutch guy that they need down the stretch. Yes, you're going to get six-ish days off or whatever before that first six or seven days off. However, I, I would really try to give those two guys a couple extra days if I could. Okay. Well, you guys I, heard it I here I think first. it would go a long way. Um, you have any keys to the game on Friday? I think it's the same as we've kind of been discussing for these last, you know, four or five games. Um, I, I want the bench to be playing a bunch of minutes, give them a lot of opportunity. You know, Trey Lyles has been so good for them all season long, yep. but he really hasn't played that well over the past couple of weeks. Yeah, not recently. It would be really nice to give him maybe some extended minutes get a few more shots up, and hopefully he kind of gets into a groove again. Uh, same with, you know, people like Malik Monk, even Terrence Davis, so that he stays ready for the postseason. Um, Davion, all, all of these guys who are still going to be critical, and Keegan Murray is another one, you know, that I would continue to play, maybe yeah. not heavy minutes, but the normal number of minutes that he usually gets, somewhere in that 25 or 22 to 28 range. Yeah, I like that. Um, and, and just – kind of give these guys an opportunity to stay fresh while you let your your workhorses get a little bit of rest and get ready yeah it's it's weird when you talk about rookies right because you're like oh they haven't played that this many games you know they don't play in college uh this many games and, and maybe they're tired but at the same time you're like that's probably the youngest person on your team they should be able to go 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 yeah that's true i mean you do have a it's such a huge difference going from college one year to the pros the next year i mean there's all the the speed the athleticism the yep. size the physicality of the game plus you're playing so many more games than you did at any point in your entire life you're traveling farther all of this stuff so yeah they are the youngest person on this team or one of the youngest people but they're also dealing with a lot of factors that they've never dealt with before yep. which can be not just physically tiring but mentally draining as well uh, so you do have that i yep. think keegan is he seems like he's done a pretty good job of managing that all season long definitely his temperament good. is right coach brown i think has been doing a really good job with yep. him um and, and again the situation that he's in you know not having to be a guy that they run offense through and has to score 25 a night just to keep them mentors. in it exactly so he yep. he should be ready to go for the playoffs yeah shout out to gilbert here for joining in uh we will be live friday after the game uh 9 30 p.m pacific standard time and then of course sunday is the day you need to be here we'll be live at 3 p.m pacific standard time it's going to be a celebration it's going to be a party we're going to pretend like the kings won the nba championship and of course uh calvin's going to be getting his new haircut that you guys can vote on every single stream and on Twitter as well. So make sure you check it out. Gilbert, we will be in Sacramento the 15th, the 16th, and the 17th of April. So that's uh, about a week and a half away. Definitely see you guys there. Uh, will Fox be able to turn it to another level? Can Keegan play like a veteran in the playoffs? And will the Kings defend their home court for the first two games? Find out next time on the Royal Rebounds <laughs> podcast. Make sure you smash up that like button. Hit that subscribe button. Go Kings. Go Kings.
bouncer, you better delete that message by Derek. 